I've got to try and remember how to do this. Oh, um, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been uh, a couple of weeks, isn't it, since we've been back on yeah. the show. Uh, I'm feeling like Archer in this episode. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's Twilight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Space time, the ever expanding frontier. These are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission to locate every second, contemplate every eon from outside time to the big bang to the 20th century to the end of all existence to do what no sane entity has ever done before this is the temporal trek podcast Hello and welcome to the Temple Trek podcast. We are in season three, episode 63 of the podcast because we're still in the 22nd century, but we're also in season three, episode eight of Enterprise. Yes, we've gone back to Twilight again. Sorry, we had a North Star break and now we're back into Twilight again. Uh, So this is Twilight part three. 2153 and we're still in that alt history my device is buzzing like crazy and uh we've got a few more scenes to discuss with uh archer as well uh but of course going through this journey i am not alone i am also joined by dan who is um known as dan or daniel occasionally very very occasionally danny but only certain people are allowed to call me danny because i hate danny um, I don't know about you, Dan, but um, I'm not I'm, a fan I'm of exactly the same on that one, yeah. yeah. I don't like Danny. Don't know why. No. And uh, so, really, so going back to Dan, I'm Dan, he's Dan, we are... Dan! Dan! Ah, the jingle is back. There we go. Um, you're right, Dan, how are you? I'm good, Dan, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. I've um, I've been plugging our podcast. I've been off out. Uh, oh, yeah. This is currently January as we're recording. We've had a big break over Christmas period. Yeah. We came back with a few Nexus nights and our little DS9 episode. Uh, but I've been out sort of plugging this podcast on two other shows. Um, our friends, our friends over at Too Young for This Trek. Um, yeah. We just did. Um, <laughs> it was also a pretty crazy sort of temporal trek way of doing it. But they watched. Uh, star trek 2009 in two parts the first hour and then the last hour okay. and uh, we recorded over two sessions uh four o'clock in the morning because of all the time zones of all the people hosting it wow. so that was fun that was <laughs> real fun um but uh it was really good fun and obviously plugging this podcast and uh they were a great guy great set of guys um but uh we also had um the the epsilon no, not the Epsilon 3. That's mine. Uh, the ESO Networks podcast, um, Earth Station Trek, where it's a general sort of Trek uh, yeah. chat thing. I'm not really plugging this podcast in its entirety. That's my other show, Cosmic Pizza and Epsilon 3, which are shows on the Epsilon, uh, on the on the ESO Network, not the Epsilon Network, um, but on the ESO Network. But also, I got to talk Trek with some Trekkies. So, of course, Temple Trek came up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as standard, they all said... Why on earth are you doing this? Ah. And speaking of that, we're, we've got a prime example of this yes, uh, stupid way of watching Star Trek, the franchise, uh, with another Twilight return, another set of scenes. Um, but uh, we did have a little break with Star, like I said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this Twilight scene, uh, obviously, we've talked about the episode in uh, in its entirety and said how much we love it. Um, this set of scenes, did do you enjoy it sort of going into it? I think these set of scenes are actually quite interesting in a funny sort of way. They're very sad. Mm. 
you know, the whole, you know, Archer sitting at the table chatting to T'Pol and, and Trip, and I think you get a real taste of the loss that Archer experiences and and Trip and and, and um, T'Pol as well, really. Mm. You know, they they've lost their captain effectively. He's still there, but it's a bit like almost like Alzheimer's or you know some kind of sort of degenerate ah oh, some kind <laughs> of brain. Uh, disease, <laughs> illness, <laughs> disease, um, where he's, you know, not the man he was. I used to work in a care home for um, people with brain injuries. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a really strange thing because for us working with them, we only knew these people after their brain injuries because that's obviously why they came to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were who they were. But for the families, Often, you know, often most of the guys didn't really have a lot of contact with their families, but some did. And the ones that did, there was always a sense of loss that this person wasn't the person that they knew and, and loved. And they still loved them, of course. And, you know, but there was a, and, and I think to be to be fair to Enterprise, which we quite often criticise for writing. So I think this is written really well because there's a real feeling of that loss, but from both sides. And sometimes the guys, you know, the guys lived their lives and they were fine and they enjoyed their lives in lots of ways. But they did sometimes, you know, there were moments where they they sort of talked about their loss and and who they were before and stuff. And and you know that that was a painful thing. And I think this this does that really well. Mm. Yeah, it's like a feeling of sort of almost like they're haunted by archer like mm. he's there but they yes. can't really interact with him you know mm. the the few moments of lucidity where he is archer is great but they know that tomorrow it's not going to be there again yeah. um so yeah uh, so we'll start uh, we come back at 8 minutes and 29 seconds on this and they're in the captain's mess they're talking about the tracker that they placed on the ship uh, from shipment uh, back when we met Greylick Durr and um uh, that unfortunately they were losing it so perhaps an impact of not having the captain they've been so distracted by having archer they've actually lost sight of the tracker again mm-hmm. because it actually turned out to be some freighter that had a similar signature um archer has had an idea that they could extend the fuel source and maybe that yes. could uh, make them go further unfortunately he gave them the spit so the same specs last week but just to let you know they're working perfectly well says trip yeah. um so based on that conversation, it's sort of uh, roughly a month after the last time we had a Twilight scene, uh, and it's maybe a couple of weeks after North Star. Again, we don't have a timestamp. Just trying to remember, we're working in a time frame here. Temple Trek podcast, I really wish we did. Uh, but there we go. Uh, but Trip leaves because I think there was a sense of his embarrassment. He didn't want to sort of mm. show up Archer, and he felt bad talking to his friend in that way. Um, but considering the episode that's coming up, next week for us to review um i was really unsure where to place this scene because if it actually happens at the same time as next week's episode it would be a really interesting thing if this wasn't actually trip Uh... like if there was a if there was an embarrassment of him showing up his friend was one way of reading it or is it actually that it's a trip who doesn't really know this archer very well and you've got two characters (laughs) who have a memory problem of some sort trying to interact and, and being unable to do so and unable to sort of come together. Um, but I mean, without a timestamp, we just don't know whether these two would come together, but I thought it might be an interesting idea. Mm. Um, yeah. And then we move into the the discussion where I think it, it touches on everything you were just saying. So it feels like a dementia conversation 
And considering that in a few minutes of this scene, it touches on you're still valuable. You know, why didn't you do this? You know, you, you could have got past this problem. You wouldn't have had this happening to you if you hadn't come back to, to help me and save me yeah. in the corridor. Um, so um, there's a there's a big promotion of like, you, you're still the captain. I know we've got this to deal with, but you are still valuable. And I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on on that line in particular. Yeah, I think it's a, it is a very poignant line, actually. It's a very poignant interaction. You know, that, that guilt that T'Pol probably feels, you know, of, of you know, he, if he hadn't come back, it wouldn't have been him, it would have been her. And as much as I'm sure, you know, she's glad it wasn't her. Mm. But in a way, I guess she sort of wishes it was her. You know, it's that sort of survivor guilt, I suppose you could call it. You know, where... You know, for for one of a a decision that Archer made, it, it would have been a different um, result. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I, I, as I said right at the beginning, I mean, I really like this. I think it's you know, it's a really odd <laughs> odd way to watch Star Trek. <laughs> but I think if you're picking out a, a like a little segment of the episode, it's a really nice segment. Actually, mm. it tells it's like a, it's like a short track almost. Yeah. It tells a story. You know, you haven't got the information about, every, you know, everything that's happened before and stuff in the episode, but you have got that bit that calls back to the the, the events in the in the the, the um in the uh, corridor, and um you know, so you've got this. Uh, it's almost like it could be a, a short trek. We could perhaps we should review it as a short trek. <laughs> you know, the Star Trek's first short trek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before Short Trek became a thing, it yeah. works in its own little thing. Yeah. Um, and I, as I've said before, there were times where we had teachers who would ha- sort of cherry pick scenes uh, from TV shows and then they would play them in, you know, RRE lessons or something like that and say, right, OK, this is a discussion point. Mm-hmm. And Star Trek sometimes came up because we had science, t- science teachers who were big Trekkies. Um, this one feels like it could be one, you know, one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, we're today we're going to talk about mental illness. Here's the thing, you know, just just because this person can't remember who they are or can't form new memories to to change who they are, and they're kind of set at that reset point, um, does it make them any less valuable in society? Yeah. That that you know, he's still the captain. He's still a trained member of Starfleet. He just he can't go beyond this day. Um, yeah. Um, and it's just a really interesting discussion um there is a thing where he said uh well when she says you should have left me behind and then he turns around and says uh but fortunately i don't take orders from you uh now we did say that uh, that uh two times ago two tre- uh, twilights ago um he says the exact same line in the prime timeline where everything seemed to be hunky-dory um so I think if Guinan had been around, she'd be very sick from that uh, temporal timey wineness. <laughs> I would like to just draw back on one thing. Yeah, go um, for it. A bit earlier where, where Trip talks about the garbage scale. Mm. I like that. I like yeah. they picked garbage scale. It's I can't quite place it, mm-hmm. but it's it there is a definitely a trek link there, isn't there? Is it I can't quite think I happen I to have watched there. this episode recently. When we did our DS9 ah. review, it made me want to watch some DS9. So, yeah. of course, I watched Trials and Tribulations. Yes. Uh, and, yes, it's the when the Klingon's insulting the Enterprise. Ah, it's like, I, yes. 
I didn't mean to say it should be uh, hauling garbage. I, it should be hauled away as garbage because it's a garbage scale. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. There's something about garbage scales in, in yeah, Star Trek. Maybe, definitely. I mean, last week when we were talking about North Star, we said, like, oh, this is a trope. They do it all the time. And then we thought, actually, there's not that many, hmm. you know, cowboy episodes. Maybe there's more garbage, garbage scales than we realise. Yeah. And actually, that's a bigger trope. So who knows? Yeah. We'll see um, in the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God, in the time to come. Um, uh, T'Pol tries to say thank you, but say, uh, Archer says there's not really much point. I won't remember. And that's the real sort of melancholy kind of punch yep. to the stomach for me. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, uh, then we go on to T'Pol's in the corridor and Hoshi calls down and we kind of get T'Pol's future narration playing over the scene. So we have to listen to it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, as she says, this is a conversation with Starfleet she wasn't looking forward to. And the scene ends at 10 minutes and 51 seconds. So anything else as we've located that point in time? No, not really. I think, you know, there's there's not a lot of it. I think... Um... You know, you could probably, if you wanted to, go into a completely deep dive, sort of line by line. But I don't think we can we've got <laughs> bother with that, really. <laughs> but I do think, actually, you know, I hadn't thought about it, but I do think it is actually... Well, we're, I tell you what, we'll leave that for the recommendations, because, yeah. No worries. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it. So uh, we've located yeah. the point in time. Our next point is consequences. Your analogy is very colorful, Captain, but I question whether it addresses the consequences. Consequences, 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 consequences. The concept of learning from one's mistakes shouldn't be difficult for a Vulcan of your wisdom to understand, Ambassador. I don't wish to contradict Captain Archer. But learning from one's mistakes is hardly exclusive to humans. Of course, in the previous Twilight scene, we're already in this alternate future where Archer can't form new memories. Uh, but uh, sort of any other consequences you think might have come about from uh, these few minutes? No, I just think it... All it what it does do is it, it, it gives it a... a pathos... You know, so it's the consequence. There isn't really consequences from this, but I think it does do a lot of storytelling in, in quite a short space of time. Mm, mm. It tell you know, it, it, you don't need to sort of go back over this idea of loss and and memory. Like you know, that that tells that piece of the story. We know that's happening, and yeah, when we go forward in the episode. You know when when um, T'Pol is is doing that thing in the breakfast and, and talking about telling them about stuff again, we're sort of repeating that thing. But this bit of of the episode does that job. It shows the issues that will come up because of of mm. uh, Archer's problems. Yeah, I think for me, it just speaks to even though it might be an alternate timeline, as the device is telling us, uh, in their society they still value someone regardless of their mental capacity um you know they may have written themselves off but that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that the crew are writing archer off um and i think it's, it's just a nice example of of trekdom i suppose just trek way of life that even though starfleet and federation as we know it in the future hasn't been established yet that philosophy of of you know everyone is still valuable it, it's a really great scene to have and a prime Star Trek in some respects in those words. Um, 
Yeah, but other than that, I mean, it's an alternate timeline. So really, it won't have a consequence for the prime timeline. Maybe for theirs, but not for the prime timeline. Um, So, yeah. So uh, alterations, expansions, you know, would you want to have seen a little bit more of this? Perhaps, uh, you know, get the opinions of the rest of the crew. You know, how are they feeling about Archer's interaction? We only get Trip and T'Pol here. Mm. No, I'm quite happy, actually. I mean, yeah, you you could extend it, I suppose. You could have him sort of wandering around the ship and interacting with people and stuff. But I don't think it needs it because I think unusually it's pretty well written this. Mm. So actually I think it does its job quite nicely. Yeah. It's very concise as a scene. Mm. And it, because of the way she's talking to him, to Paul's um, sort of lines almost speak for the crew. You know, yeah. you are still valuable is, is everybody saying that not just her, even though she has a very personal reason and she seems quite emotional at that yep. time for it um so yeah so alteration expansions i wouldn't make any uh and uh, you know I, there's no more i want to come back to because it does it so well in these just yeah. two minutes of, of airtime um so uh after that uh we come to the pirate criteria it's Arr. recommendations mateys. what did you think of the story from my perspective that's one way of looking at it I'm going to recommend it. Do we recommend to Star Trek fans just this this two-minute segment? Is it a good example of Star Trek? I think it is. I really do. I'm, I'm surprised, actually, because I didn't expect to recommend any of the bits because mm-hmm. of it being so disjointed and stuff. But actually, this is really quite a nice bit of Star Trek. Mm. I like yeah. it. Yeah, when you're sort of you know talking to people online and you want to sort of examine the character, mm-hmm. you could easily come back and say, "Well, it, yeah. Archer, even though he's suffering, still feels like he can contribute and still feels like he's there, and, the, and they're still uh, promoting that he's part of this crew, regardless." Yeah. Um, and it, it does really work. And I'm I'm hoping that more scenes like this, whenever we do this, and we have to chop up an episode, either, as good as Twilight is on its own, uh, if we do have to do it, at least the scenes might speak for themselves. Yeah. Um, but do you feel like it works for non-Star Trek fans? Um, n- no, mm. but yes. Because, again, I think it's actually, you know, it's a bit weird. <laughs> Be like, wow, well, this is a bit of a weird show, but <laughs> it's actually quite a good. It's a good scene. It's it's you know, but no, it, it no, you you couldn't yeah. recommend it to non Star Trek fans. But you know, it wouldn't be the worst ten minutes of a or two or three minutes of an episode that you could see. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the fact that we've said it was a short trek, yeah. or it could have been a short trek with just a small, tiny little change. Um, there are people who suffer with members of their family who suffer with dementia and, and what what have you, who I think could possibly deal with this quite easily yeah. uh, and, and pull quite a lot. And as you say, you know, go line by line. And actually there's a lot to pull from that. Um, the idea that he had this idea, idea for the warp core and the fuel source. And unfortunately he did it last week already. Uh, you know, don't feel bad. It was really good. Well yeah. done. But, you know, it kind of creates this melancholy feeling, which I imagine people who have yeah. dementia sufferers in their family yeah. go through all the time. Yeah, um, 
So I think perhaps not all non-Star Trek fans, but if you had Star Trek fans who do have that in their family, I would 100% recommend this as, you know, this is what Star Trek is, you know, saying that they're valuable regardless of what they're going through. They are still valuable to society and um, and uh, recognizing the people in their lives as well who are suffering um, because they don't get to have their person in their life that they love um, in the way that they they wanted. so I'm like you, no, because it does. You need so much more context yeah. to make it work. But yes, it's a really good character study um, and story, um, and that's it. So we've recommended uh, yeah. not short and sweet again. Um, yeah. All that remains is to uh, sell podcasts and setups, and I can't really remember what S is all about really at this point. But um, uh, if you want to do any socials, um, plug away, Dan. Find me on Twitter. Uh, academic trek 47 i'll be there um desperate for interaction <laughs> <laughs> it's, it feels like it's getting quieter on twitter i'm getting a lot mm. less response yeah like, uh, you know the people who who normally talk to us are, are still there they still re- reply to us but i've even seen twi- tweets from them saying like mm, i'm not really getting much out of this mm. uh, you know it's not that i'm so against this platform i just i'm not getting the same interactions as i used to yeah. um uh, but yeah we're we're on hive and yeah. mastodon we're and everywhere mate we're all over the place so you can find yeah. us just search temple trek somewhere we'll be there um so all that remains is to set up the next week's episode yeah. so Join us next time for Season 3, Episode 64 of the podcast, Season 3, Episode 10 of Enterprise. And it is a full episode, but with some timey wiminess similitude. And, yeah, similitude. Um, yeah, uh, any thoughts on this one? Do you remember this one from way back when? I know you've had to watch it several times. Cause... <laughs> um, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm not going to um, preempt... <laughs> but um i'm not the greatest fan to start with and having to watch it three times or whatever it was i've managed to watch because we were going to record and then we didn't record and then we were going to record and we didn't record so i've watched it quite a few times <laughs> actually interestingly i haven't watched it for probably a couple of weeks week and a half mm. so my my memory already is quite foggy so it'd be yeah. interesting to see how we go um yeah but um yeah we'll see how we go yeah I, <laughs> I i can't really remember what i felt first time watching this i i, I remember the episode it stands out for me yeah. because it's such an intriguing sci-fi concept mm. you know cloning and all this sort of thing but i don't i really can't remember how i felt about it back then so there we go i always try to try and pick out if i've got a memory for it but this one yeah not there um so Uh, Join us next time. And uh, as always, thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next time stream. We certainly will. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temple Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Also search the Temple Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore writer. Scripted elements of the show are a work of pure fan fiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. 
Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream.